Hi, folks, and welcome to the Sioux Nation Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Jake Geis. Joining me today on the show is sheep producer and advocate, Grace May. How are you doing today, Grace? I am doing great. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here to share your experiences and advice about sheep production. I mean, this is an industry that has a lot of potential, especially if this is something that you are getting into because you're new into agriculture, but there's a lot of nuance that should be considered before you do it. Isn't that right? Yeah, that's true. I think a lot of people go into sheep and the conception is, okay, the animal's smaller, so small means easy, and that's not not entirely the case in, in most cases. So how did you get started? So I am an unlikely farmer, so we moved to the country about four years ago, and the flock actually initially belonged to my parents, and I did everything in my power to avoid them for about two years straight, until about two years ago when I began to sort of be turned on to the principles of regenerative agriculture. I just saw the potential that grazing animals have to not only provide a sustainable food source, but to convert a grass resource into something incredible, not just for your body, but for the land itself. Let's delve into that a bit more because I think for some folks that are listening, they might not understand how grazing grass actually creates a better environment in the end. Yeah, it can really go both ways. And it's that's just where management comes into place. And that's kind of the missing element in a lot of in a lot of ways. And what makes what can make grazing animals destructive is what can make them entirely productive, and that's just management. So my grazing formula is management-intensive grazing. I split 23 acres up into about 100 temporary grazing cells, and I will move my animals daily. And what this does is this breaks up that conventional thought process of you know, grazing forever into the ground, and it allows the ground and the soil and those plants on the ground the time they need to rest, rejuvenate, and really deepen their root systems. I'm definitely in the same camp as you from that standpoint. It's amazing the difference it makes if you can rotate pastures at a minimum, but if you can, the more you can manage and intensify that grazing, the dividends pay so much higher. Yeah, and it's not just a matter of, we like the land health and the animal health, but I'm in business management. This is not as much a uh, ecological issue for me as it is an economic one. So what I'm able to do with this intensive rotational grazing on 23 acres, is I'm basically able to convert the productivity of the land into 75 acres. I mean, that's just what this grazing management does because the majority of your land, it's resting for a majority of the year. So with that ability to rest, it has a greater ability to produce forage, you're saying? Up to three times more in just your first season, just with that management. Now, that all depends on your climate, but just with the addition of, you know, maybe $1,000 in electric fencing supplies and some elbow grease, you get that kind of productivity on your land base, it's just, it's incredible. And really, it dovetails into your other role, which is being an advocate for the sheep industry. How did you become an advocate? And then what do you do as an advocate, as in what activities do you engage in that help other people with their operations? That's another sort of unlikely story in itself, in that I wanted to do everything I could to avoid sheep. And so I went the direction of beef, but really began to kind of crunch the numbers the demand and understand that in the beef industry, there are some social and political factors that really mess with the market. And so all of those kind of came together to help me to realize, number one, sheep have potential and that there's a huge supply and demand in the United States. And with respect to sheep, you know, the ranch to consumer element is huge and that people who are buying sheep are either buying feed stock right now or they're buying a product that they want to eat fresh. And that eliminates really the possibility of a middleman, which can really cut into your profits a lot of times. So I guess just the short way to answer that, 
In short, I realized that sheep had the potential to earn me about 400% more than cattle on my 23 acres and really kind of pushed me into that profitability on a small scale. Let's talk about this direction. What have you learned along the way after going into this? And then what were some of the biggest challenges you encountered while going into this venture? So learning learning has been sort of an interesting interesting portion of it. I think I, I jumped into this with kind of a concern for our food system. I thought I, I thought what I was seeing was shortages. And what I've learned since seeing those quote-unquote shortages of 2020 was that it had really little to do with shortages and really an overall systemic failure or systemic issues that make getting food to the consumer just so fragile. You know, we see little disruption and it becomes a big, big issue. So that was probably and is probably the biggest learning element for me is just understanding more about our food system and how it works and really the need for the consumer to take more control over what we put into our mouths, you know, simplistically speaking. So with that, what then inspired you to say, I'm going to be raising sheep in this to, in order to meet this need? It was a flock on my parents' property. And like I said, I was going the direction of beef, but with the rotational grazing, I was just like, I got to practice on something. And I, and I wanted to practice on something that didn't cost me a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And these sheep were struggling health-wise. If anybody has raised sheep or knows sheep, um, internal parasites are a much bigger struggle with the small ruminant animals than they are with the larger ruminants. And so these sheep were struggling just with the internal parasites. And I thought, well, let me just give this rotational grazing thing a try on the flock. See, if they die, they die. If they live, they live. Well, they not only lived but they thrived within just one year of grazing management. The sheep had completely, our mortality rate went from 30% annually to 13.5%, which is below industry average for sheep farming. Mm -hmm. And not only that, but the flock size increased by 100%. And our use of conventional dewormers went down by 40% with just the inclusion of this grazing management over the course of a year. And so from that perspective, I went to my sheep, my family, and I said, I want to buy this flock. And I basically tossed my plans for beef for profit in order to be a shepherdess. We do have issues that I'm sure have come up that you've had to overcome in this, be they, how am I going to manage this or, or whatnot? You know, you don't get from A to B without some challenges. What were some of those challenges you faced? The challenges were just going into it from the perspective of regenerative agriculture. You know, I, I maybe was a little bit naive in thinking having the right management meant I wouldn't have any of the problems. The reality is in a fallen world, we still encounter death and we can't avoid it. And I think it's, as I mentioned, these challenges, it's one way I want to maybe encourage beginners and that no matter how perfect your management is, you're still going to have those daily struggles. You're going to still have animals die and you're going to still work really hard to try and help an animal through and it and it won't make it. And so just the general challenges became big because my mindset was my management. If my manager is perfect, I'm not going to have them. It is definitely good to keep that in mind for sure that even if you do everything right, there's still the intangibles that things can still go wrong. I guess I have a question for you based off of that then. If someone is thinking about dipping their toes in the water of raising sheep, where would you suggest that they start? Just understanding that they are small, but they do take more. They take more of you. And, you know, I go under the label, the shepherdess on YouTube and social media, but the reality is, is my I advocate for the reality that this animal needs a shepherd. And so just undertaking the understanding that you are going into a role as well as an animal in its management intensive nature, it's going to cut down on a lot of the frustration that really does 
you know, you, you hear that coming out of sheep farming. Oh, they're so stupid. Oh, they are so difficult. But no, they just, they need a human counterpart for ultimate success. And so going in, number one, with that mindset, and number two, um, it's interesting, but there are not a lot of sheep resources out there. And that's kind of what I've tried to make myself in my platform is just kind of a transparent look at my journey as well as some educational materials for filling in that gap. You know, with that in mind, if people are thinking about getting in, what do you see as the future for the sheep industry if people do want to get into it? An absolutely ripe for the picking opportunity with respect to ranching and looking for a profitable avenue in that realm. Um, but education is key. Understanding the animal, do all you can, go to YouTube, watch the videos, understand the context of the videos and try to get your management strategies in place. So just some practical ground level stuff is research internal parasites in sheep. Understand the life cycle of the barber pole worm. It's going to be one of your biggest struggles. Mm -hmm. And go for a breed that's going to give you a good carcass in addition to high productivity. Um, I think a lot of people go for breeds that are quote unquote low maintenance and get into an issue where that lamb weans and it just doesn't provide the market weight that people are looking for. So be breed conscious and be parasite conscious with respect to management strategies um, to keep your animals healthy. If people want to try to get a hold of your social media platforms, where would they go? So go to shepherdessvideos.com and that'll actually take you straight to my blog. I not only have video resources, but I have worksheets, I have eBooks, um, a lot of which is free. I really just want to make this an opportunity for people to get in and get educated. So shepherdessvideos.com is going to be where you go. Well, thank you very much, Grace, for taking the time to stop by the podcast. Hey, thank you for having me. I appreciate it so much. Thank you to all our listeners out there. Y'all take care, folks. 